Study in France with Campus France UK. Your mobility journey starts today. Hi everyone and welcome to this new episode of the podcast Studying in France by Campus France UK. I'm Agathe Carvela, head of Campus France UK at the French Embassy in London, and I'm very happy to be here today with Duigo Altuntash and Marthe Julien Laferrière. In this episode, we will talk about the notion of culture shock, which could be defined as what confuses or surprises someone when discovering and adapting to another culture in a good or bad way. There are necessarily many differences between different cultures, and that is what makes them very interesting. From France and the UK, we might be neighbors, but our cultures still differ in many aspects. So could you please, Martin Duigu, tell us a bit more about yourself and your link to the UK and to France? Yeah, so this is, yeah, my name is Duigu. Duigu um, is a Turkish name, so I'm originally from Istanbul. Um, I was born there and um, I've been uh, working, you know, studying and then working in Turkey for a significant years. So I uh, moved to London uh, just four years ago. But my initial exposure to the international, uh, let's say, study and work life was back when I was 14. I was sent to the UK for uh, language studies. Then after a couple of years of pursuing um, you know, bachelor studies. Um, I uh, I was an exchange in Stockholm. Again, I was very eager to be part of an international community. And then uh, life um, happened, and I found myself in France doing my master's studies, which was in marketing. I was at uh, at at Grande Ecole. I was studying uh, marketing for a year, and then uh, also did my uh, internship in Paris. So it was almost a total um, one and a half years of experience in France as a student and a bit of, you know, internship, but still um, uh, having some exposure to work life uh, in France. Years later, I became an executive search and leadership uh, advisory consultant working in an American company uh, for significant years. Um, I came to UK through that employer and uh, have been now working in a different organization in culture partners as an executive search and leadership uh, advisory consultant but I'm um, so looking at the total years yeah four years in total and uh, I've had significant experience in working abroad so I'm looking forward to sharing more about it. Hello, everyone. Um, I am Marthe Julien Laferrière. I am French, as my name indicates uh, quite well, I think. Um, I have studied both in France and the UK uh, in geography, international relations and diplomacy. And I am very glad to be here to share my experience on my life in Paris and in the UK to you all. If we can start maybe with uh, a question, we named this episode Culture Shock. What comes to your mind first when you think of both countries and cultures and maybe if you want to share the first culture shock you might have had uh, upon arrival um i think that uh, the two countries are really different uh, but uh, they both have a lot to offer and it is a chance to experience uh, a studying or working opportunity in both of them in my personal experience i have studied both in paris and london um, London has offered me a huge number of opportunities. The city doesn't stop moving. There is always something to do, to visit or to discover. 
um, being much bigger than Paris, it has also become the home of a wide international community. Um, I have probably met more people from outside the UK than from the UK in my year in London. Um, but it is, however, important to note that the capital is not representative of the rest of the country, of course. Um, another point which is crucial in my eyes, especially for people wanting to move to London, is the financial aspect. Um, I have nearly doubled my monthly budget without changing much of uh, my from my Parisian life, uh, from the rent to the bills to the global cost of uh, an everyday life here. Uh, but I was very pleased to discover uh, how living in London is amazing. I find the atmosphere very agreeable and less stressful than Paris, uh, while being as uh, as vibrant. Yeah. So I. I'm originally from uh, Turkey, right? So my I, my experience in the UK and France, uh, similarly, was uh, as an international uh, person, right? An international student, and then international uh, professional. Um, uh, so my culture shocks, I just think about when I first moved to France, I'll start from there, right? As a student. Um, I think the relationship, so I was trying to adapt to different ways of interacting, networking, right? And um, Turkey or Turkish people are relatively, you know, emotional individual, not, not necessarily like emotional in the sense that, you know, um, um, constantly moody or anything, but we tend to live our emotions in any type of uh, interaction and um the relationships are important and less trend it feels less transactional it's this case also in business life to be honest with you i coming to the uk now as a professional i see that it is not as necessary like back in the days in turkey or even in france you don't really need to go out and meet face to face and have dinners and lunch together as much as you do back home to really build that um, connection with potential clients or candidates. Things, things are a little bit, you know, I would say um, it's easier perhaps to trust and bond um, even without spending that much time uh, here in the UK. So I, I was, it wasn't a huge culture shock, but it was, it was needed that I had to adapt to the way people interact both in France and, uh, and now in the UK. Um, I also, for example, I see similarities from that perspective with French people and Turkish people. We are, we, we like sharing um, how we feel, you know, emotions, maybe some, you know, exchange personal life matters, even in professional relationships. For example, in the UK, uh, my experience is relatively different. Of course, you know, let's keep in mind that we are making generalizations and it's not always ideal, right? There are exceptions as well but just just let's make some generalizations um uh, to express um, the overall experience um and i i honestly think for example i learned how to not expect uh, that kind of an oversharing from other people or or me being more you know discreet just to not disturb the other person by just oversharing i'll say oversharing maybe it's not an oversharing for me uh, backed up with my own cultural, you know, cues and way of behaving, but for just not to also disturb the other person. So you kind of like, 
try to adapt rather than taking things personal or you know overreact. You tend to adapt. And these are, well, it was a nice culture shock, I'd say, because you adapt to it. So it's not a negative thing to have cultural shocks, uh, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting indeed, talking about adaptation. If we come back maybe to the student life and the higher education system in those countries. So, Dougou, you mentioned that you, you studied in France. Um Did you find um, differences in the way uh, courses were taught in France or the mm. organization of university and student life? Yeah, so I, of course, my student life dates back to 2000. I'm talking about uh, undergraduate and, and postgraduate studies, right? It Back to 2002 to 2008. So maybe things have changed even in the Turkish system. But I, I remember something very, very vividly. Uh, the way Turkish system works, for example, is less um, focused on um, teaching students to own their ideas. It's a little bit more, you know, centered on memorizing what is being told. Coming to France and seeing how the UK students also operate, you know, I have in my network, I think there are similarities there in terms of helping these students get gain their own voice much early on even even you know without without um necessarily learning what is being taught uh, word by word you blend your own thinking much you know early on uh, in your uh, you know studies as a young student for example i think france and the uk is doing a great job still maybe even better in this um And um, yeah, they tend to get their, you know, they they introduce their authentic selves much early on. Again, making generalizations by the by the way, but I like that similarity. So students moving from France to the UK and vice versa would would actually experience those similarities, I believe. Um, and uh, maybe a fun fact, uh, but might be the case for uh, other students and still the case for France, but. Being a student in, in, in France, I was told that the, the teachers are less, um, uh, how do you call it, relatively reluctant, let me say. Uh, teachers are relatively reluctant to give high scores to the teachers. So it was a bit difficult to, um, you know, feel successful maybe uh, early on. So it really makes you more and more resilient. Um, I, I had a good experience. I really had a great scoring, et cetera. Yeah, overall, I see similarities. I definitely cherish, you know, the high quality of the education system when I was in France. Yeah, it was all overall a positive experience. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you for your testimony. Mart, would you agree or disagree on that? And what do you think about the differences and similarities, especially as you're studying right now? In my opinion, the, the thing that surprised me the most in the differences between French and British universities is the marking process. Um, I have even asked a few French friends that also came to study in the UK, and they all agreed that France was much more strict in its marking strategy. 
Um, in opposition, I have found that the British marking and assessment was much more focused on positive comments and encouragements. I remember getting my first mark at university and wondering if the teacher had made a mistake because the comments were so complimenting and the mark so high compared to what I ever got in Paris, you know. So having been raised in the French system, um, I would say that I'm used to a harsher way of marking, which has worked better, in my opinion, for me um, and in my global improvement, uh, of course. Um, if I could add another difference that I found, it would be the organization of lectures. I have found the British ones much more interactive and challenging as teachers really push students to participate through debates and discussions, conversations. Um, my experience of interaction with teachers in French universities was mainly about uh, question time at the end of the, of the class, you know, so you have 10 minutes before the teacher leaves and go to his next uh, lecture. And uh, maybe the last difference that I will mention is the amount of opportunities that students in the UK have uh, outside of classes. Um, from sports activities to arts clubs to organization to even religious groups, the choices seems unlimited in my eyes, which I think is truly amazing in the UK. There is also often uh, conferences on various subjects uh, most of the time, and most of the time they are free, and most of the time you have a little uh, um, speech after with the people that took you know, part in the conference. You can have a networking uh, reception, yeah. which is truly amazing when you're a student and you can have access to a, a little chat with the people who took, uh, took part of it. Thank you very much. That's very interesting to hear both of your perspectives on that. Um, if I might add something, um, well, as Dougou mentioned, uh, yeah. we are making generalizations, of course, um, but also in France, in the organization and higher education system really differs whether you're in a university or a grande école or a mm. class preparatoire. Um, it's really different. For example, in universities, you have bigger groups of students. So as Dougou and Mart mentioned, it may be more difficult to have one-on-one -on -one time with uh, teachers, whereas in like private schools or grand école, um, there are often smaller groups or smaller classes. So the mm. organization is very different. And on that, uh, I might uh, redirect our listeners to an another episode we made about um, a more global presentation of the higher education system in France and all this different um, specificities. Um, okay, now, do you have like a, a story to share with us or something um, on if these cultural differences between the two or three or many countries you've been to ever have put you in trouble or in difficult situations? So I, I cannot say like huge trouble, but I can say that um, I think now I'm I'm going back to yeah being an international in, in a completely different uh, country, not being the native speaker, right? Uh, uh, in France, I did speak some level of French when I was a student. I I had and now I've it's all gone unfortunately, but that really helped me. Uh, but again, it, it wasn't in the right level, so it puts you a bit more stress, right? And even when I came to the UK, I. 
I always felt comfortable with my English level, but the British accent or the Scottish accent or different British accents like dialects, it was really challenging in the first couple of months. And you're never really truly prepared for it, even as a professional. So I'm relatively you know, older than you, you guys, but uh, it's so interesting how you can find yourself really seeing, oh, that's that's a big challenge. Like, And people who are native speakers um, who have, uh, who lack that international experience in a completely different country that they don't really, you know, that they're not the native speaker of, it, they may not naturally understand the challenge there. And you, especially when you're a professional or even as a student, maybe you feel the same way. You cannot all the time say, oh, could you repeat that? Or, or you can, of course, but there is a limit, right? So I did lots of lip reading. And I even remember in the first month, I was telling to myself, well, I wish I made this move to the UK, you know, but um, um, ideally learn some English before making the move. So it was, I knew English, but it was a completely different English. So that was a challenge I'd like to, you know, very openly share um, and not just sharing it in a way that really don't get discouraged at all. It's really, it's really such an you know, amazing feeling when you start to really understand very comfortably. Now I can distinguish accents. I really understand the words, even the Scottish accent. It, it just, it just comes with time and with practice, you know, the ear when one once you have the practice, you you just uh, naturally understand and the ear gets used to it. So yeah, mm, yeah, it takes. Well, it links to what you were saying at the beginning. It takes some time to adapt to to the country, and the more you hear uh, maybe different accents or people speaking different ways, you you adapt to it quickly. And also mm. maybe on the the other way, when you arrive in a country, and for example, if you're English and you arrive to France. Um, maybe at the beginning you don't dare too much to speak in French in France be, be, because you might be um, self-conscious about your accent or anything. Um, I think with time you gain the confidence and people are not going to judge you. If you try to speak in the language of the country you're in, it's already a great effort and the confidence will come as you speak and, and as you practice. We are coming slowly to the end of this episode. Um, just before, do you think you have picked up new habits from living in either France or the UK? Um, living in the UK has really pushed me to never miss an opportunity uh, through socializing with people from all over the world, taking every chance to attend events, as I was saying just before, and never miss a networking event, for example. On a less serious note, I still can't drink beer, but uh, I have changed my habit of going out late, like I did in Paris, like French people do. And now I follow British people's timing on drinks and dinner, and I can find myself uh, having a drink at 5 p.m., which uh, is absolutely not the case in Paris. So yes, I think this is the only habit that changed. <laughs> Amazing. And you made me remember that I wasn't drinking Guinness beer <laughs> before moving to the UK. And then that that habit really changed. <laughs> But um, I, yeah, in my fun fact, 
I think I'm just talking a lot about the weather here in the UK and that wasn't the case in, back in Turkey. It's so common to start a conversation talking about the weather in the UK. And I was initially laughing. Now I'm exactly doing exactly the same thing. So that that's a funny thing to see. But I, to be maybe on a more serious note, I, I think I overall gained, what I overall gained by living abroad as an international you know, uh, as an international in both countries, I it's mainly you know through studying and living abroad, I just learned to accept my own conditions, you know, welcome my challenges, my advantages, my own reality. Because you may always feel resentful towards things, or but you when once you accept that, okay, you're a little bit more disadvantaged because you don't know French language that well. Or similarly in the UK, like you you lack that business network at the moment but you're here to overcome those challenges to the extent possible it's really that growth mindset that really became more and more um uh present in my life um try to be more positive about whatever is happening and there are really I mean I moving to the UK I think I've gone through the most challenging um periods in my life back to back but I got out of these challenges as a stronger person but not only stronger I mean it's okay to be to not feel strong at all times but I kind of feel I I um I know myself better through these challenges so living in in another country especially in the UK and France in my case at least um I feel like this has really made me um, a better version of myself. And I'm not saying it in a very cliche way. I really, really mean it. And hopefully there's more to um, more to uh, figure out. Thank you very much, Degu. So as always, we end our episode by giving a few tips to our listeners. Um, Degu, what tips would you give to a British or international student used to the British system going or an international system going to live and or study in France? Yeah, so I'd really recommend them to start, for example, if they don't feel they are good at it, you know, really learn the language to the extent possible, read about the culture before, uh, you know, moving talk to individuals who have made this transition so that you can hear from their experiences. Um, try to prepare yourself uh, to the things you will be exposed to. So that proactive work will really make uh, this transition much, much more uh, easier, I'd say. Um, I will share four tips. Uh which is going to be very quick, don't worry, which have really helped me uh, enjoy my time in the UK. Um, the first one, uh, be aware of your global monthly budget, especially if you live in London. Looking for a part-time job could be a really good idea. I personally was teaching the piano on the side of my studies, and it really helped me uh, get a more comfortable student life. The second one is get out of your comfort zone and go see the world and meet people. Don't be scared. Most of the students will be new too and a bit lost and it's normal. Enjoy it. The best way to meet people is through outside classes activities and they are usually very, very, very cheap. Um, the third one, keep an open mind. Be, be aware that the experience will be different from your French one. 
and that this is a good news. Take it as a gift. Uh, you will not be a student forever. And the last but not least, enjoy your time. Explore the country if you have the chance to. It has so much to offer and you can find very cheap trains to travel. You may only be living in the UK once in your life. Make the most of it. Amazing. And I definitely agree with Mart. Um, as a student, uh, don't take it too seriously. Of course, the, the, the marks are very important. But then when you move to the work life, it's not as important. If you're working for, for uh, I don't know, like a, um, a um, scholarship, then of course it's critical, right? But just don't, don't overstress about, about studying and really make sure that you get the most out of networking. If you're going to uh, a social activity or, uh, or an event with your friends, just split, you know, everyone meets new people and then make sure that you expand that network. So I definitely agree with Mart. Uh, you are, you know, you want, these times will not come back. So be very mindful of how you leave those moments um, and enjoy, enjoy the moment indeed. So with that being said, we will now end this episode. Thank you very much again to Dugu and Mart for their very interesting point of view on this topic. To our listeners, do not hesitate to share with us your culture shocks when you arrive in France. This was Campus France UK from London. See you in the next episode. Bye.